This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so... Whoa, enjoy those. That was my volume control. Uh, Enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. Oh, I see what you've done, Nick. You've plugged into uh, the same volume control pod for both of us. So I'm going to take a moment to move you over to the correct one. Oh, God. You and your technical stuff. Who cares? We've got to make sure the show sounds good for everybody. All right. So uh, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You bring up anything breaking news about the Ron Paul campaign. It's not huge news, but apparently there's been a, a poll released from Iowa that puts Ron Paul at about 8%. Now, that's among likely GOP caucus goers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, that's pretty good. I mean, 8%? Decent. Among GOP caucus goers. Now, let's take a, right. sec- take a second to realize that uh, now uh, that's probably people that have uh, that, that voted in the caucus previously, as opposed to people that are now registered Republicans because they want to vote for Ron Paul, of which there right. has to be legion. So his numbers are probably a lot higher than that. But nonetheless, even 8% is uh, a formidable number as far as that particular poll is right. concerned. You're definitely not out of it at 8%. Apparently, though, according to LouRockwell.com's blog, uh, this is an MSNBC Newsweek poll from Iowa. The 8% that Ron Paul got puts him at two percentage points above John McCain, who received 6% in the very same poll. However, suspiciously, MSNBC and Newsweek have omitted Ron Paul from their analysis of the poll. Hmm. So Newsweek's article on the poll analyzes it with regard to the top candidates, including McCain, but omits Ron Paul. So, well, I can, I can kind of see this. Because no, you I can't make excuses for this. I, I, I've got to, I, let me, give me a shot here. Um, now, I'm not saying these people are good, right, just, fair, or anything. Okay. But I do, do believe that they believe their own press, that uh, journalism sort of cycles in on itself. One journalist reads what another journalist writes, therefore, you know, it, it just, and they believe it. None of these people know who the next president of the United States is going to be. Um, you can look at the past polls versus the past presidents, and you can realize, oh, hey, the media doesn't know who the president's going to be. Sure. But somehow or another, every year we pay attention to these polls and we think that these jackasses in the media know what's going to happen. They don't. Um, so they're they're saying, well, these three guys, we've heard their names before. They seem important. These are the big three Republicans. And Fred Thompson, I guess, came in a little later. So these are the big four Republicans. Mm-hmm. And as far as they're concerned, nobody else is going to break into that. Now, McCain's one of the big four that has, in Iowa now, slipped into obscurity. Now that's important. He's slipped below the um, the line that they can draw. He's two percent R- below uh, Ron Paul. Right. And, um, so and Giuliani only got nine percent. Right. So he's a point above Ron Paul. Yeah. So they've drawn their line between eight and nine percent. You've got to draw it somewhere, right? And then McCain is newsworthy because he has slipped <laughs> down. Do you understand? That's a stretch. It's. I, I, I'm just saying. This- that's what they think. I don't think it's some vast media conspiracy to keep Ron Paul out. I just think that he they don't think he's going to be a factor. How do you feel on this one, Nick? Um, I think to some extent they don't think he's going to be a factor, but they're trying to fulfill their own prophecy by excluding him from a poll. I think right. That's I think a conscious you, choice. If you're polling at 8% and someone else with 6% gets on the on the poll, it is, whether whether they're intending to do it or not, it's shoddy journalism to exclude someone who's getting 8% in the poll and talk about... Absolutely. In fact, if they did include him, all they'd say is, well, he's not going to win anyway. 
they well, would, we know but, that. <laughs> but, but they would at least be giving people the facts that he's at 8%. Right. Now they're excluding it, and uh, they're making it look like he didn't even show, or he showed below 6%. The fact that Ron Paul beat John McCain is newsworthy. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that he made 8%, and they normally show you the rundown. They in feel order like they're going it, a long way to, to, um, you know, towards giving Huckabee, uh, you know, they're, they're saying, well, look, Huckabee could be the big guy in Iowa, which he could be. I 39% here. I sincerely hope that America's so, um, not so bass-ackwards that they would, uh, even Iowa Huh. I, I hope I've, I've only spent little, a little time in Iowa. I believe that uh, that was Mark Twain's hometown in the Mississippi or something. I, I went there, but I, just briefly. Um, anyway, uh, he I didn't think it was that backwards, but if <laughs> somehow people can vote in a biblical literalist uh, in Iowa, I, I will really have lost a great deal of respect for them. Well, the, the only hurdle Ron Paul has to overcome in Iowa, though, is you need 15% in each precinct at, on caucus night. You need 15% Meaning of the what? vote. If you get less than 15% of the vote, your delegates don't count, and they can either walk out or walk to another candidate's corner. I see. But it, you need 15% in, in each precinct. Every... Well, if you don't know. You How many need, precincts? Uh, there are a lot. Like a thousand, I think something like that. Oh my God! You mean all those? Because Iowa's already got a whole bunch of counties. If you look at um, a map of Iowa as far as the counties go, it's it it looks like a checkerboard. Oh yeah, uh, but each precinct to, for the votes from that precinct to count for you, you have to get over fifteen percent. It's it's kind of a strange system, hmm. but it's that's what they do. Well, I'm not sure how all that's going to shake out. I can't out. imagine that that even works for anybody. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting to point out that the media blackout of the Ron Paul campaign continues unabated. Uh, even as his numbers continue to grow, the media goes through uh, even more. Uh, they just, they'll do whatever they can to cover it up. It's just amazing to me. Well, um, hold on, Nick. Um, <laughs> I'm not done here. Okay. The, uh, the Iowa caucus isn't even binding in any way, shape, or form anyway. They have a primary, too, don't, don't they? It's a... It's a very no. The caucus is the primary. The, the individual people um, go on caucus night and walk to corners, and then delegates vote based on that. But beyond that, I don't know how it works. It's a very complicated system, and I'm not from Iowa. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. there, there I don't is, really care how it works. <laughs> there is a glimmer of good news, though, as far What's as that? Ron Paul and the media. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have been following the Ron Paul Blimp project that they're yes. trying to launch. They. They succeeded in raising over $200,000 today. They got a blimp. Their deadline was by Friday night. That would be tonight. And they've raised it, so they will be taking off and heading to Boston. Excellent. For the Boston Tea Party. Oh, that's going to be coming up here. So how much does it cost to get a blimp of your own? A lot. Uh, um, A lot. $200,000? I mean... How, I, co- how come we don't get to uh, the Free Talk Live, the, the the biggest real libertarian show in the nation? How come we aren't on the blimp right now, broadcasting live? Is what I want to know. <laughs> is it because our program director isn't doing his damn job? Well, you have to pay for flight time, or someone has to give you their flight time for but, five. No, Ron Paul campaigns paying paying for the flight time. Oh we, no, we no. just be up there broadcasting. Well, th- this is a this is a for profit enterprise, not related to the campaign. For profits? Oh, uh, it is for profit. Okay, well, what's the profit? Where does the profit come from? Um, it was. <laughs> it's set up as a for-profit for legal Do you feel reasons. like you've lost consho- control of the show? Either? <laughs> no, I'm just watching you guys go back here? and forth. No, okay. it's, um, it's, um, it was set up as a for-profit because of all the campaign finance and political action okay. rules. They what are they hoping it. to profit from? Um, the sale of um, blimp rides? They're really not hoping I don't think this means profit. they're actually going to profit, Mark. I think it's, that's just the legal yeah, entity that they created. They're basically operating at an at-cost level, from what I understand. But for 5000 bucks, you can get nine hours of flight time. 
That doesn't mean you actually go right, on but, there for nine hours. It you, means that you're paying for, for nine, nine hours, hours, right? Essentially, that's what was it. Five hundred, you said for that? Uh, five thousand. Five thousand. Well, well who gets to be up in the blimp, uh, drinking cocktails and hanging out with the? Uh, There's a drawing for that. Well, if oh, you, but if you pay five thousand or more, you will receive eighteen hours of flight time, according to the site. So, but you, they are encouraging people to give that to members of the media. Um, that's us. Know, that's, that, that's free talk live. <laughs> well, they will be over New Hampshire. They're going to park that's over true. New Hampshire pretty soon. So, All right. You know, in fact, I've got something about the blimp. We'll get to that. we got to go to the phones first. Let's <laughs> talk to Wallbound in North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Wallbound. What's up, gentlemen? Hey, what's on your mind? I think Mark's not doing his job, man. You should be on the blimp. No, 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 no. That's Ian's not doing his job. Mark's job is to bring advertisers. He runs his mouth every night. <laughs> I, get, I, go, I go out and get the money. Ian's supposed to be taking care of the show. Oh, Ian's supposed to spend it. <laughs> okay, well, I see how that works. Well, gentlemen, i got a flag update for you. Yes, sir. Right, this is uh, just to give our listeners a, a recap here. You had called in a few days ago. Uh, you live in a trailer park there in North Carolina, and uh, you had, you've been flying your American flag upside down as a sign of distress, which is what that means. And the trailer park manager had been pretty upset, had threatened you, uh, probably going to try to evict you if you didn't either set the flag right side up or take it down entirely. And so what is going on? He come out this morning around 9.30, caught me while I was in the bed asleep, removed my flagpole, turned the flag right side back up, and stuck it back on the flagpole this morning. Hmm. Now, is that considered vandalism? It's considered destruction of personal and private property. No, did he destroy the property or did he modify the property? He modified it. It's, it's probably, it's, technically, it'd probably be vandalism. What are you going to do about it? That's what I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm thinking about contacting a couple of... Let's come back uh, and talk about it in moments with more uh, more with Wallbound Your Calls as well. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those, including... The updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know it first if you're on the updates list. Updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com. AdamEve.com is where you need to go for movies, lingerie, and marital aids. And they've got a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com slash talk and get 50% off of one item. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off at adameve.com slash talk. 800-259-9231. We go back to Wallbound in North Carolina. Uh, So, Wallbound, living in a uh, trailer park there in North Carolina, you've had a bit of a uh, spat with the trailer park manager over your hanging the American flag upside down, international sign of distress, a lot of people know that, but apparently uh, it has upset your your trailer park manager, and he has come by after, I guess you guys went back and forth on it a number of times, he has come by as of this morning and flipped your flag right side up. Now, that's your property. The trailer is your property. The flag is your property. The flag pole, everything is your property. So he has essentially not necessarily vandalized your property and that he didn't do any damage. He, he certainly trespassed. He definitely tras- trespassed, but then again, it's probably his land. Well, it's his land, on. but if you sign a contract that says that a person is renting your land, you're still trespassing if you come on there and do something that that person with whom you have the contract has said explicitly you cannot do. What are you... Now, you, uh, you're thinking... You're, like, what are you covering your options here, Wallbound, what are you considering doing? Well, see, he thought he was going to be slick and catch me while I was in the bed so I wouldn't be able to document it on, on tape. 
And that's what I had fully intended on doing was catching him on video camera. Don't tell me you've and got a motion sensitive uh, uh, tape and you've you've got him videoed. No, I, I, thank unfortunately, God. I didn't have it set up. Okay, because that would show that thing. would show the mind of a person who has far more time. Yeah, on their well, hands I did the second need. best thing. I uh, I happened to borrow an MP3 player and put him on speakerphone, and he was so glad and so proud of his actions that he just come right out and said, "Yes, sir, I flipped that flag upside down." Oh, so he admitted to it. Oh yeah, and I got it okay. <laughs> now, so, one quick point on that is the state of North Carolina, one of those states that requires the party who's being recorded to be notified. Do you know about that? I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. I've got time stated, time dated stamps of the flag being flown upside down as of the night before last, mm-hmm. and I've got time state, time stamp dates of the flag being flown in its upright position now. And regardless, uh, it's a confession, and whether it can be heard in court or not, I mean, he's so proud that he did this yeah. that I'm sure that he's just going to be the ignorant type of person. So yeah, I did it. Yeah, I don't even understand exactly why um, a why it is that court w- wouldn't allow a court wouldn't allow um, a recording like that because it's, it's outlawed. But I don't understand why they do it. They can do it when they entrap you. A police officer can wire a uh, uh, wear a wire and yeah. not inform you that he's being wired. So <laughs> sure, I, I, sure, I it's exempt. The government's exempt from its own laws, of course. Yeah, I get that. The government can do a lot of things. Now, are you considering calling a lawyer? Are you uh, just going to flip the flag right side or uh, upside well, down I'm again? I'm going to leave the flag like it is, just like he's left it. I'm going to take pictures of it. Mm-hmm. And the West Salem Journal told me if he did this, they would come out and cover a story. And who told got, who told you that the newspaper? What's the Salem Journal? Yeah. Okay. If he touched it. They would come out and do a story. So Interesting. They're come out, I guess I'm going to get in touch with them in the morning and have them come out probably Monday. But my my first thoughts are is to hold on to the evidence, um, find, figure out what criminal charges I can take against him. But the criminal charges are the are the minimum. I'm going for civil attorneys tomorrow uh, mm-hmm. Monday. I'm just going to start going through the book and seeing which civil attorney would like to take the case because. He did violate my civil rights. Very interesting. Yeah, I don't know what else. you're going to get out of him. I don't know a lot. I, I can't imagine what you're going to get out of him, but um, you're certainly going to make him look bad. I know you're going to. I know you want him to just leave you alone, right? I mean, wouldn't that be the best possible uh, possibility? It would be here? the best scenario, but the the, the ball's done too far out of the court now. Mm-hmm. I mean, if 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 it had just left me in peace. You know, and left the flag in peace, everything would have been fine. Right. You know, people uh, are going to think what they're going to think. If, if somebody sees an upside-down American flag, I'm sure there are plenty of nationalists out there that would just get offended. They wouldn't realize the reason why it was upside-down, and they'd drive right. by, and they'd get offended. They, they wouldn't blame well, the trailer I, park owner for that. Go this way. I'm going to take me a white flag of surrender. I'm going to fly it above the American flag. And that just about basically says the same thing. Interesting. Yeah. Wallbound, uh, let us know what happens, and uh, I, hope, I wish you good luck with this case. Thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. Uh, you know, again, how the uh, the trailer park owner, I, I don't think he could possibly imagine this could come back to, to bite him in any way. It's not his trailer. It's not his responsibility, what is drawn on the trailer or what is hanging from the trailer. So he's just being a jerk. Well, so long as the park rules don't say anything about, generally, about decoration or decor on the front of the property. Wallbound didn't mention any park rules. He didn't say that the uh, when he called us before, he ha- he didn't tell us that the, the trailer park owner had cited anything, that he had just come over and started bullying him, basically. Right. It'd be a good idea to check those before you get sure. too far ahead of yourself. I would read through it and see if there's anything in there that could give them the latitude to 
to do that because there, That's there a good could point. be. I did tell him to check his lease, but the park rules might be separate from the lease. Right. So it's a good idea. 800-259-9231. Uh, we go to the phones. Talk to Chris in New Hampshire. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Chris, New Hampshire. Yeah, how are you doing tonight? Yes. Hey, it's Chris from the Liberty Forum, Free State Project's Liberty Forum organizer. And I just want to give you some um, little, couple little updates and uh, one big update. Okay. I know you guys have been waiting to hear for one of these updates. Okay. Hmm. So there's new people? We have new people. Uh, you guys remember last time we talked about Kane a little bit? Uh-huh. Uh, that's, uh, well, he, oh, he Kane the from the WWE. Right, Glenn Jacobs. Glenn Jacobs. Well, he heard the show, heard us talking about him, and he called me the very next day and He'll be uh, there on Thursday night. Excellent. Oh, that's killer. And I, you know, you're going to have to reserve two seats for him. He's a monster of a man. <laughs> I mean, he's gigantic. Now, uh, so he's only staying for Thursday night? That's that's Yeah, the, he may have an engagement that weekend that he can't get out of. Right. So, so uh, Thursday night, okay. That's the where the meet and greet is, right? Where uh, Again, we're talking about the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. It's being put on by the Free State Project. It's going to have... Are we going to be there for that? We're going to... I don't know. I'm considering now going Thursday night because Kane's going to be there. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we need, um, need to... But we were definitely going to be there for Friday and Saturday night. I don't know if Chris has reserved a hotel room for us for Thursday night, so that would be something... Probably not. Have, yeah, we'd have to talk about that. Well, I'll sleep, I'll sleep on somebody's floor. <laughs> uh, so anyway, this is going to be the Liberty event of the year. It's like a convention-style thing. It's happening in Nashville, New Hampshire on uh, January 3rd through the 6th, mm-hmm. and it's going to just be filled. Sponsored by SACL CAI, the That's sponsor right. of the show. That's right. It's just going to be just chock full of all kinds of libertarian luminaries, freedom-loving people. Hundreds of people are going to be there in attendance, and really, it's going to be an awesome event. Nick, were you there last year? I was. Uh, what did you think of it? Uh, it was great. I it was, was so I mean, impressed. And it was the first year last year, and they really just they knocked it out of the water. So uh, it's going to be even better this time out. What else is? Uh, what else do you have to announce, Chris? Uh, Peter Bag from Reason. He's the cartoonist. Many oh, cool. people know his work. They may not know his name, but they've they've seen right. his work. Right, I've definitely. seen his stuff. I didn't realize that. Uh, I, I didn't know what his his name was, but I guess that's kind of the the way it is for cartoonists, right? You know, <laughs> most people don't know um, your name either, Mark. Yeah, they just nasally guided. Originally, he said he couldn't go, and then he kept seeing who kept showing up on the list, and now he's uh, coming up for all three days. Yeah. Wow, fantastic! What else? And the big news is Ron Paul will excellent. Be the Liberty Forum. Uh, what day? We get him signed down, huh? What day is he going to be there? He'll be there on Sunday. There's a debate on Saturday. Um, we try to get him Saturday, but he'll be there Sunday, closing out it just like he did last. Just year. like so last what time? Year. What time on Sunday? Uh, Noon time. Very good. Thanks for the announcements, Chris. No problem. Have a good night. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Tell you a little bit more about the Liberty Forum in moments. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever you like toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are for free. And they include the live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, dial-up version, giving them both away to you for free at freetalklive.com. You just heard us talking with Chris Lawless, the event organizer behind the upcoming New Hampshire Liberty Forum. And 
It is really going to be the Liberty event of the year. Porkfest is the new is the Free State Project's other get together, but that's more of like a fun campy campground. Well, this style. year we're gonna have Burning Porcupine too. Well, that's not an official Free State Project event. It is a Free Stater organized event. It needs though. to be official. Anything's official. I don't know. What's official? Official meaning it's organized by the Free State Project. For the purposes of advocating people moving to New Hampshire. But the Liberty Forum is self-funding at this point. Um, the the Free State Project uh, gave, from what I understand, seed money to start it um, last year. Whatever. It's first year. So, uh, it's official. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so it's going to be happening again in Nashua, New Hampshire. There's going to be a free shuttle available from Manchester uh, International Airport, so it'll be even easier to get to this year. You don't have to rent a car. Uh, though, of course, that's always a good idea if you want to tour around the state. Uh, so definitely keep that in mind. And just the list of speakers is tremendous. Last year, it was quite... I mean, there was a bunch of distinguished libertarian types, uh, luminaries, if you will, that were speaking there last year. It's going to be even bigger this year with uh, Sharon Harris, the president of the Advocates for Self-Government, uh, Bernard Von House providing he's not in a jail cell. The man behind the Liberty Dollar is going to be giving one of the keynote speeches. Uh, Jim Babka, our friend from Downsize DC, going to be back again this year. Look, uh, looking forward to seeing him again. Uh, Jim and I, uh, Jim had this little early morning breakfast thing at the last year's event where you'd have to get up at like 7 a.m. to go and, and eat breakfast with Jim and his wife and uh, other Downsize DC supporters. Mm. And even though I was up late that night, it was worth getting up early yeah. to go and meet up with Jim. He, he, wa- he really wants me to be at this one, and I, I, I told him that I'd be there. So I got. It's going to be awful getting up that early. You don't want to miss it. Uh, Barry Cooper from the very famous or infamous, however you want to look at it, Never Get Busted video series is going to be there. Peter Christ from Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, our own uh, Gardner Goldsmith, going to be presenting at this uh, this event. I know that uh, Free Minds TV, uh, Nick and Toby, are going to have some cameras out there. I don't know what they're going to do quite yet, but I know they're working on plans. And, man, I mean, just everybody's going to be there. So we hope that you will as well. If you want to get registered, go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That is freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. And I'm actually regretting not asking Chris if there were any hotel rooms left because you asked me that during the break, Nick. Uh, I don't know. I know that the special rate is done and over with. Um, so I, 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 you get I, what you get at this point. Yeah, I think that they're. I think you better call the hotel because I don't think that they can get anything else. Yeah. Um, he told me that uh, he was trying to get rooms on Thursday, but the, the hotel ran out. Um, and you know they're 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 definitely not giving him the special right you know if you're listening to this right now or tomorrow uh you should pick up the phone and call that hotel the numbers on the website at freestateproject.org slash liberty forum because they're probably close to selling out we know they're out of the block of rooms that the free state project had reserved Mm -hmm. so there may be other rooms available at regular price or who knows maybe higher than regular price because of the primary and that announcement about Ron Paul giving the closing speech on Sunday, that's an exclusive announcement. He held off on sending out an email announcing that so he could announce it on Free Talk Live first. So if you're listening live, you're hearing that right now. I would be on the phone to the hotel right, and as we speak. You know, I don't know that there's anything left in that hotel at this point. We warned you. We gave everybody we full and ample, ample warning. And, you know, I, I guess people, you know, some somebody out there waited for whatever reason, thought we were hustlers and we were just trying to sell hotel rooms, whatever. Um, I At this point, you should be call, You should be Googling what are the closest hotels around there just to find out uh, what's closest, because I suspect that they're going to be. Well, call the hotel. Find out yeah, for call sure. call for sure. We yeah. haven't heard that they're sold out. I'm sure we would when they uh, when they do. And then once you've done that, uh, go to freestateproject.org slash libertyform and get registered with the code 2008FTL if you want to save 10% on your registration. That's 2008FTL. I mean, it's just such an exciting event. I could keep talking about it. 
because I'm really looking forward to being there. It's going to be fun. I, a lot yeah, of fun. It was it was really great. And you can you don't have to. Uh, apparently, uh, according to uh, Chris, they are not completely sold out at this point. Okay. Um, you know, it was it was a lot of fun, and you don't have to go to every single event. You don't have to go see John Sununu give his no, keynote it's a, it's a convention. and pay for the um you know the meal and all that stuff. You can go eat someplace else. There'll be lots of people oh, who yeah. who want to you know eat somewhere else. Well, that's the cool part about a convention like this is that you go there and uh, you meet a bunch of new people, and in this case, it's all liberty loving individuals from all across the country. In fact, some people come from around the world uh, to this event. You meet this great group of people. And that inevitably, you, you hit it off, and then you just sort of you schedule your own things. You look at the, the schedule of official things that are going on, and you pick and choose from the ones that you want to go to. And then if you want to break off and go and do something else, that's what you do. It's just kind of uh, freewheeling like that, if you will. Yeah, and it, it, was, it was fun and nice. 800-259-9231. to that many of the uh, rooms where, where they were giving the speeches. I did, but... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wandered around and chatted with people most of the time, and that was yeah. what was the most fun for me. So anyway, we're going to be there broadcasting live. Look forward to seeing you at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum November, excuse me, not November, but uh, January 3rd through the 6th. Let's go back to the phone calls. Uh, talk to another man who was at the Liberty Forum last year, John from Salem, New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Hey, John. Hey, uh, you opened the show talking about Ron Paul, and I thought that it was kind of interesting because... That was what was on my mind. Okay. I'm getting caught up here on the uh, podcast, and I understand that there's some folks arriving in New Hampshire specifically to work for Ron Paul. And i got to just say, I know you don't like shout-outs on the program. You guys rock. Yeah, they're yeah, great. They, it's an amazing that, group of people. It is absolutely amazing. And I want to say, they are, these people who are coming to New Hampshire for the first time maybe, Mm-hmm. Maybe they've visited before. What they're seeing now, although New Hampshire is as pretty as can be, this is the time of year which is in between seasons. Right. So you don't have the absolute gorgeous fall foliage. You don't have the pristine beauty of the skiing season. This is really a dull kind of look of New Hampshire. Sure looks like and skiing it season is to me. absolutely gorgeous. There's snow out Imagine here. I don't know what you've what got over on the like coast. And it's full bloom at any peak of any season. Yeah, to well. those folks, to you folks listening who are part of the Live Free or Die uh, operation, I want to say, when Ron Paul wins, <laughs> consider coming to New Hampshire. And if in the sad event Ron Paul does not win, please Consider coming to New Hampshire. Absolutely. We call it home. It is the home. It's the base of liberty. Ron Paul has endorsed the free state movement as being Mm pro-liberty and pro-freedom. But bottom line is, I I just wanted to come through on the airwaves to say to these folks from around the country, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming to New Hampshire to help us. It has uh, yeah. awesome. it has been you an amazing. Rock. I absolutely agree. And John, thanks for yeah. the call. Thanks for thanks for the call. I mean, you said better. You said it better than we, the, we did. It, I mean, we had a call from one of these Operation Live Free or Die movers mm-hmm. uh, last night on the show. And again, j- just so you uh, can be aware, Operation Live Free or Die dot com is the website. They're trying to get a thousand people to move temporarily to New Hampshire 
to canvas and campaign actively on a day-to-day basis for Ron Paul. The guy that called in last night, I think it was Frank, uh, was telling us that they're doing 100 houses a day. Each individual is going out and just going house to house, just hitting houses. I mean, he quit his job to come and move to New Hampshire and campaign for Ron Paul. I mean, if you're going to quit your job and move away, you know, move away temporarily, that seems like a great time to consider moving permanently, as far as I'm concerned. How many uh, people in New Hampshire have moved from uh, no, no, Operation Look for Die? No, no. How many people in New Hampshire? 1.4, 1.5 million? 1.4, 1.5 million. You put, uh, say, three people in every house. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, 500,000 households. Okay. Um What's that take uh, as far as people knocking on doors in order to uh, get through the mall? I have no idea. If you have 1,000 people, that's 250 houses a person. Okay. Um, it's doable. 1,000 uh, people, 250 per person? Yep. And 500 per- people would be 1,000. Oh, no, 500, sorry. Okay, 500 yeah. per person, which they can do in five days. So uh, apparently, eh, it's very doable. Well, they're going to be at it for several weeks, so I'm sure they'll be able to cover a, a good chunk of ground. Anyway, it is an amazing uh, program, an amazing group of people, and I, I hope that they continue to get invitations from people like John and other people, other Free State Project members, personal invitations to stay, you know, come back uh, and move here permanently, because this is where the liberty activism is. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free, 800-259-9231. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there for free, so if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go and become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com, and for as little as 3 bucks a month, you can help support Free Talk Live and get us on more radio, stra- uh, more radio stations across the country, and you get some perks too, like access to the Amp Only chat room, Amp Only forums, uh, Amp Only call in line as well. So get all the details at amp.freetalklive.com. And speaking of the Amp line, we go to it and talk to Rob in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live, Rob, with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Hey, how's it going, guys? Super. What's on your mind? Well, I want to talk about privatization. Uh, you guys talked about privatizing roads, I think, last night, and then a little bit earlier you guys have talked about privatizing other stuff, and a caller objected to giving, like, the police shares and the police department type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that, that the, the strategy for privatizing government is somewhat important, and I think that sometimes people get too caught up in the, in the notion of, punishing people who have done wrong, because that's one of the things that the caller counter was getting into when we were talking about the police didn't deserve to get shares and that sort of stuff. And I've, I've heard plenty of libertarian writers who said the same thing, and I actually agree with that. However, when we start talking about actually a strategy which will actually work to achieve some of these things, sometimes you do have to give on, on that, um, in that arena. Now, when it comes to roads, I think, you know, the, the, uh, your own property and a road abuts your property Sure, you get that portion of the road. I think that the rest of the roads, quite frankly, should just be homesteaded by whoever gets there. And that might even include the bums in the street. And the reason why I say that is that anything else that you try to do kind of assumes that you have some sort of overarching governmental-type agency running things, which is the whole idea that you're trying to get away from in the first place. So now the uh, the bums example that you gave, uh, that would only apply to roads that were abutted on both sides by government property, right? Yeah, that sort of thing, where, yeah, there's no, there's no property owner 
who's uh, who's there, and if, and if those and and if other people were the first people to get there, they can make their claim. I'm saying that basically it'd be first come, first serve at that point, and that's the way it would be with a lot of um, government stuff, I would imagine. Now, when it comes to stuff like the school, sure, the people who work there, you give them their piece or whatever. Most most government bureaucrats are not very adept at running a business, so mm-hmm. I seriously doubt if most of them would be able to run one successfully. They'd probably have to sell it. Um, when it comes to the police, I don't really think there's much of a private market for police, so I think that those shares would be essentially worthless. But I don't have very much problem with giving them those shares because I think that that would be an effective strategy if it means getting rid of the police. Now, Absolutely. Think about it from the standpoint of, in this country's history, you know, one of the, one of the ways in which uh, it was thought to end slavery was the paid manumission of slave, slavery, so that you would pay the slave owners to release them. Now, that right. very directly is making the most evil of criminals profit from slavery. However, it's far more important to me to prevent the injustice being done to the innocent than it is to bring justice to the guilty. Great point. Right. Yeah, it's sort of like the old saying and of did, I'd rather see a hundred men, a hundred guilty men go free than one innocent man put in prison, that sort of thing. Free fight. And, and did the slave owners, the question that one would have to ask is, how did the slave owners suffer in the prosecution of the uh, quote-unquote civil war, which is by, was not a civil war? Um, how did they suffer? Well, I mean, I guess that they may have had their plantations destroyed, but then again, so did everybody else in the South that didn't own slaves, and the majority of the people in the South at the time did not own slaves. Right. Exactly, and those people still kept that property, even the parts that had been burned, and some of them were able to rebuild, and some of them, I'm sure, had assets which were outside of the plantation, which they were able to keep. So so I think that the, the idea that the Civil War somehow brought justice to the slave owners is completely fallacious. I mean, it very clearly did not. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's sort of equivalent to, you know, getting, uh, encountering a thug on the street that wants to rob you at gunpoint. Uh, you know, the fact is, if you could somehow make a deal with that thug to, you know, hand him over your wallet, as long as he never robs you again, uh, that would seem to me to be a reasonable deal, because you're going to get robbed anyway. If you so. just walk away without ever having to, without getting hurt, I mean, that's, that's, what, that's right. what happens when you hand your wallet over. Right. Yeah, so sometimes you do have to make these sorts of bargains. And, you know, uh, Thomas Sowell was talking about the socialists and the fact that they always are looking for cosmic justice. So that rather than, uh, you know, they, if, if there's some sort of injustice that's going on as they perceive it, then they won't rest no matter how many other injustices they have to bring about to mm. correct that one. Yes, and, um, nuts. And that's nuts. That that's one of the dangers. Yep. Well said, Rob. Anything, uh, anything else on your mind tonight? No, that's all that I had to say. Brilliant call. Thanks for making it. 800-259-9231. I can't agree more. Uh, you know, I, I have to agree with him, too. I just If that's the price, if the price that we have to pay to have freedom from these government bureaucracies is to give the bureaucrats a share of their bureaucracy, here, here you go. you got a share of all your cars and buildings and stuff. Here you go. Have fun now. That seems to be, that's like the easiest price to pay instead of paying just on and on into the future forever. Well, and to it's some not extent, even a real price. It's already been paid for those buildings. I yes, I agree um, with what you're saying uh, from the practical libertarian standpoint. But you know, to some extent, we this is the system that we have, and that's the sort of you know the the way it's working right now is is what we have to deal with. And and what you're 
um, you know, what we were talking about as a, as a practical way to get out of it. I, I think that those, you know, the, the bureaucrats that are working in there are only doing what uh, we asked of them in the beginning. Absolutely. So um, the Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. As we continue with the phone calls, it's Paula in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Hello, Paula. Yeah, hi. Hey, what's on your uh, mind? We got some information for you guys that uh, we got out of Russia last night. Found out our dear friend Canada is becoming a very good buddy of Russia. And we found out through the SPP that our government is secretly making contracts with other countries and bringing other people in here to work and paying them next to nothing. And so, wait a minute. You're cause... saying the the American government is bringing in essentially slave labor to, uh, to yeah, America? Yeah, they're doing it in Canada, too. And, and they're coming said, from Russia or other places? Well, no, it's coming from other countries. But anyway, they said they're making secret contracts. They're not letting. They didn't want anybody to know about this. But anyway, it's already happening in Canada. Now, who's hiring them? Here, right. It's going to start happening here too. What is the American government doing with this slave labor? They're they're bringing them here to work and paying them next to nothing. To, to do work, what? To do, to do what? Are they uh, to they, do uh, work at these companies? That's why a lot of people are losing their jobs. But the government doesn't rent people to come to, in and pay them. This is to help the elites. What it is. But the government doesn't isn't like a uh, you know day day <laughs> hire service. I mean that's uh, that's well Paul is saying they are, but they well, aren't. Where, how are they getting from Canada? How are they uh, getting the people? The radio this morning. How how are the companies finding out how to you know to get a get in contact? I mean, where are they keeping these people in dormitories? You just have to know the right people, Mark. No, they they're here for a certain period of time. They go back and they send more. I mean, they just keep going back and forth. Why would they send them back? What's the I point don't of know. that? But anyway, the gentleman was on the radio this morning about this. Now, Paula, you do understand that just because someone's on the radio saying something doesn't no, make it true. This works for the Canadian government. Well, just because and, someone claims to work for the Canadian government well, doesn't no, mean does. that's true. But, um, now, yeah, but anyway, so the, the government thing is, but, is that we need to get rid of this SPP as quick as possible. Oh, I'm with you. I, I, whatever the you know the SPP is a mess, and and I would agree with you completely on that. I'm just concerned because it making it's making the uh, the the government sound like a labor company, and I can't imagine that the government's actually bringing people. I, I would totally yeah, agree with you. They're doing it in secret. They didn't want anybody to know about this. So they're bringing them over on boats or airplanes. They didn't say they said they were bringing them over. Hmm. Other, you know, to them, and it's going to be happening here too. So, Paula, how do, how is Canada being friendly with Russia? What exactly? Uh, do they, they said they're that doing? they're going to be making billions of dollars. They're going to be doing a lot of trading with them. They're going to be working with them in Alaska. They're going to be running um, gas, uh, gas for Europe and uh, other countries, and they're going to be making a fortune off of this. Hmm. And anyway, uh, they're they're just becoming buddy buddy. They said, matter of fact, said if we got hit by a missile from Iran, they said they wouldn't even help us. Well, it's That's interesting allegations, Paula. I don't know what you have to back it up besides the fact you heard it on the radio. This came right out of Russia. I don't think that <laughs> Iran has intercontinental ballistic missiles. I don't think. <laughs> All that I'm saying is that okay. they said just if okay. something yeah. should happen here, he said Canada would look out. Us. I can't imagine why Canada would go out and say, you know, hey, we well, wouldn't help said- you. They said that we have lost respect of all the world. They said that they don't want our economy coming back. They don't want us to be the power of the world anymore. Well, that doesn't make sense because we trade with Canada, and I don't well, think, ev- I don't think Canada, right. the people that's in Canada, right. would want the uh, the American economy to go south because inevitably that would affect the Canadian economy as well. <laughs> Most sixty percent of their exports. Everybody has lost respect for this country. Well, that may be true. But, may, it may be true. But that it, would, it would sink their own economy to uh, right. to, to sink to well, sink not, ours. they're going to be making billions of dollars. Paula, thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. You know, uh, while it may be true that 
people around the world don't respect America. Certainly not. That. Certainly not true that the Canadian people want America's economy to go south. Right. And again, anything Paula says does not reflect the viewpoints or opinions <laughs> of people on this show. Don't know where she gets her information, but on the radio. Yeah. Take it with a grain of salt. 800 259 Take what anybody says with a grain of salt. Yes, including us. 800-259-9231. Hour 2 is coming up. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch an hour number two of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 800-259-9231, and we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Now, I said uh, last hour we're going to talk a little bit more about the Ron Paul blimp. Nick, you had reported last hour that they did reach their goal of $200,000 raised to actually get the blimp up in the sky and uh, active, I guess, all the way up through December 16th, where they're going to have a reenactment of the Boston Tea Party. That's right. Now, they're looking for more money in order to keep the blimp flying around from that point pretty much through the primary in New Hampshire. And then on beyond that, they uh, they want to take – I know they want to take the, the blimp down to, like, Disney World, for instance, and fly it over – which is a brilliant idea. I mean, you want to go where the people are, right? Well, so. I would think that uh, – I would agree that Disney World is uh, certainly a populous place, and it's a nice place to be in January. But, um, yeah, I'd go, I'd go to New York City. They are going to for the they plan – they probably have some rules against flying uh, above New York City. They you know? are filing papers in court, from what I hear. So that really? If, because it's a First Amendment demonstration, um, mm. and they seem to have an angle to fly it over New York on New Year's Eve. Over time wow. wow. That would be incredible. So they're yeah, that beats the crap out of Disney World. They're approaching that to, to try to do it through the, you know, how... Now, they, they would can. have to light the blimp up somehow, right? Is that... Can they, do, can they do that, like, with lights on the inside they, or they something? Can, you can certainly see blimps at football um, games, and yeah, a lot of those right. are at night. And um, Yes. The, the, the short answer to that is yes, they would be able to do something like that. You know, with those metros, uh, you, if you can fly it over, like, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, right. um, Disney World, you're going to be hitting such a tremendous amount of people. Yeah, that's amazing. That um, it, And people love that stuff. Yeah. I mean... Look, up in the sky, it's a blimp. It's a blimp. Yeah. How, how often do you see a blimp? You don't. You don't see it that often. Yeah, whoever came up with that. And that's the really great thing with this whole decentralized Ron Paul campaign. The Ron Paul right. campaign has nothing to do with this blimp. It wasn't their idea. It wasn't their idea. It's not their official uh, They're not promoting logo it. or slogan or anything like you that. You won't find anything about the Ron Paul blimp on this his website. This is Ron Paul Revolution. Um, you know, From what I've heard, it's uh, from the same guy who does... Uh, uh, the Freedom's Phoenix, Ernie Hancock. Oh, really? Ernie Hancock. Yeah, yeah. He, but that he it certainly was involved in this whole um, getting the whole thing started. That's what I've heard. It's a it's a brilliant idea, and that's just how this whole Ron Paul campaign is working. Uh, the individuals that support Ron Paul are just coming up with their own ideas on their own. Nobody's you know poking and prodding them from the campaign, telling them what and to no do. And no campaign finance uh, you know stuff. They don't have to. The campaign doesn't have to report the blimp. Right. So um, so this is all money that's being raised completely outside of the campaign, and uh, essentially there's there are no limits on what they can raise for this Ron Paul blimp. Sure. It's a for-profit blimp. 
Well, which is why I want to get into this next story here, because uh, according to the trail at the Washington Post, if folks in New Hampshire have not had enough political advertising on their televisions and the radios in their cars or in their mailboxes, soon they'll be able to simply tilt their heads back and look up. That's because supporters of Ron Paul's campaign for president are leasing space on a blimp that will quietly float across the White Mountains beginning December 15th. Whether the unorthodox advertising technique proves worthwhile for Paul's campaign efforts during the frigid and cloudy winter days in New Hampshire remains to be seen, but the blimp has certainly caught the eye of campaign finance experts who have questions about the legality of its financial arrangements. And we knew it would only be a matter of time before people started going on the offense, uh, trying to bring down the Ron Paul revolution with all their stupid campaign finance law crap. So that's what they're talking about doing here. However, the Ron Paul blimp has some pretty big cards in its deck uh, that they are prepared to play. The blimp is being run by Liberty Political Advertising, a for-profit company formed just for the purpose of um, putting the blimp up in the air. The company is offering Paul supporters the chance to sponsor portions of the blimp's journey, ranging from $10 for one minute of airtime to $1 million for 10 weeks. On the Ron Paul blimp website, which is ronpaulblimp.com, the organizers describe this arrangement as the best of both worlds. No limits and virtually no regulations. The ad is on a blimp, but you can also think of it as a floating billboard, says the website. It'll fly for six hours per day, generating advertising and publicity while on the ground as well as in the air. Blimp sponsors, the local media, and nearby residents will be able to gather at landing sites to tour the blimp. Those with tickets will board for rides. Informal blimp parties will be organized at scheduled stops around the country as the blimp makes its way to key destinations for maximum public exposure. Now, here is their, I think, the biggest card that they have in their deck. It's Bradley Smith, a former FEC chairman. Now, what's the FEC? The Federal Elections Commission. Mm -hmm. The very same government bureaucracy that would be busily investigating the Ron Paul blimp to determine whether or not it is or is not legal. So, uh, the the man who was formerly in charge of the FEC is is consulting consulting, is essentially the lawyer for the Ron Paul blimp. Yeah, not likely they're uh, messing up here. From what I from what I've heard, it sounds everything to me sounds like it's within what I know the legal bounds of campaign right. finance, and, and the, I think the they've other, been careful about it. Yeah, and the other thing is, by the time they figure out that something's been you know g- gone out of bounds, I, I I don't think that it would matter. Right. Well, they point that out in the article too. Here uh, again, Bradley Smith, the former FEC chairman, is representing the group and says the for-profit arrangement is no different than if a company formed to sell T-shirts or coffee mugs with a candidate's name on it. Each contributor to the the effort would be making his or her own independent expenditure. If the contribution is greater than $250, the donor will have to report it to the FEC, but there are no limits under this plan. And that's not sitting well with some campaign finance experts. Fred Wertheimer, who runs the campaign finance adv- advocacy group Democracy 21, Fred can kiss my butt. How's that? Said the point of the enterprise, if the point of the enterprise is to influence the presidential race, it should be set up as a political action committee. That would not only mean disclosing the names of the donors, but listing limiting individuals to no more than five thousand dollars in contributions. Someone in one give year. Fred a tissue. It sounds like he's going to break out in tears. Well, additionally, I actually went to the Ron Paul Blimp website, and it's again ronpaulblimp.com, and it it says, why not a PAC? Why not a political action committee? Mm-hmm. According to what they say, if they had set it up as a PAC, then if you were to give $100 to the Ron Paul blimp, mm-hmm. you could not give that same $100 to the Ron Paul campaign. So of course would, you couldn't. It would take you down. That's why Fred's crying. Yeah. 
See, very, they're very upset about this. <laughs> we can't do that, can't do that. Well, here's what Fred said. He said, uh, is this a legitimate advertising company operating in the normal course of business, or is it a sham operation created to evade the campaign finance laws by posing as an advertising company? That's the issue here. Campaign finance expert Rick Hasen, who teaches at Loyola Law School, says he agrees and expects the Federal Election Commission will look into just that question. But... Probably not before the blimp gets aloft. Mm, I would imagine. Because we all know government just can't move very quickly. So pro- probably they'll be able to fly this blimp around quite a while before the government actually comes up with anything that they've done wrong, if anything. And I think, again, having the FEC, former FEC chairman in their corner is going to go a long Invaluable. way. Invaluable. Yeah. Uh, according to the Ron Paul Blimp website, flight plan has been drafted. We'll send the airship over Washington, D.C., uh, and that's uh, coming up supposedly, I guess, on Monday. And then New York uh, as soon as next Wednesday before heading north to get in within view of critical primary voters. So... As we learn more about the blimp's progress, we will continue to bring you that story here on Free Talk Live. What an amazing, just a, a stunning outreach expedition. Yeah, it's um, you know, I, I, <laughs> it's a great idea. I wish I'd have thought of it. I never thought they'd get the money, to be quite I, I Really? You were skeptical? It, it I looked thought like it was a lot of money. I thought it was a lot of money, and I thought it might be too little too late. But, but you they, know, there's oh, you so know. many people out there that, that want to give more, um, right. that, that are just giving, willing to give so much money because they want their freedom back. Right. There are a lot of people that maxed out on the 2300, and now here's something they can just go to town on. Yep. And it's a great idea. It's, it's a great idea. Now, also, look, talking about the money, I mean, I looked at the Ron Paul website today, and they're almost to $11 million. Now, their goal for this, uh, this quarter is $12 million. The quarter ends at the end of the year, and so they're definitely going to break through $12 million at, at this point, even on their regular contributions on a daily basis, not including what they're going to get on December 16th, which is when they're going to be celebrating the Boston Tea Party, and uh, there's going to be this, uh, another one of those Ron Paul money bombs that's going to come in on that day. They could shoot up to $15 million by the time all is said and done, because they raised $4 million at the last money bomb. They could do better this time, and they're already at almost 11. But, you know, the, 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 the media is going to keep on saying, ah, Ron Paul doesn't have a chance. They will Quixotic. Keep saying that. Quixotic. <laughs> so, so they've got all this money that's coming into the campaign already, and they've been, managed to, they've, uh, been able to raise 200000 already for the Ron Paul blimp, and, uh, you know, Operation Live Free or Die pulling in $50,000 just to get houses to rent for the activists in New Hampshire. It's just amazing. They'll be poo-pooing on, the, on January the 20th when they're swearing him in. I mean, it, you know, screw. <laughs> 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system with over 300,000 posts. Lots to talk about. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And do you have more debt that you can pay? You don't have to file bank. Then you can pay. That's what I said. Then you can pay. Oh, sorry. Sounded like you said that to me. 
Anyway, do you have more debt than you can pay? You don't have to file bankruptcy. You can pay pennies on the dollar, and your credit doesn't have to take a hit. It's a 100% legal and 100% ethical program that will show you how to get out of your debt in 90 minutes. Go to outin90.com. That's outin90.com. 1-800-259-9231. As always, you can bring up anything, whether it's, uh, you know, the Ron Paul campaign or... Whatever's on your mind, it goes. Uh, let's go to the email box, though, for right now. Brian emails in, says, Guys, uh, listen to one of your shows, and I heard a section where Eric called in asserting that, that uh, as many people who are new to the liberty movement do, that consent is implied by remaining in the jurisdiction of the government. And uh, he says, then he goes into some reasons as to why he's wrong about that. And I'm very is, interested in this. Right. And this is, uh, again, a, a very interesting discussion uh, because it comes up from time to time on this show, the idea that, well, I never consented to this government. They say that government, at least, uh, I think it's in the Declaration of Independence, where it is essentially said that uh, governments are created uh, by the consent of the governed. And so because a bunch of guys consented 200 years ago or 250 years ago doesn't mean that that somehow binds me. I never actually consented to this government. Now, I did go and consent to get a driver's license, but then again, I was uh, not even of age at the time that I did that. I certainly didn't consent to Social Security, as an example. Uh, So some would say that, well, you consent because you're still here. If you don't like the deal, then you should go and move yourself to another country. You've heard this before, right? I've heard that. I've heard it in this uh, this city here by a city commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, that if I moved into this city, I'm I'm just you know I, this is what the people of Keene want. So I must you know it must be good and okay. Well, I I say that's absolute nonsense because you don't actually t- no one when they move to a city takes the time to read all of the laws that are uh, that apply to that city. Nobody does that. Mm. Uh, when you move to a new place, you move because there's a job that's bringing you there. You move because family's bringing you there. Or in our case, the Free State Project. We're moving for more liberty because it's just something we want to do. Whatever. Maybe you move because it's pretty and you want to retire. Whatever your reasons are, none, none of them include, well, I really like the laws in that town. Because I've read all the tomes and tomes of law, and I've decided that that's where I want to live. I'm consenting to their laws. It seems pretty clear to me also that, um, you know, the... There's there's a band of thieves that call themselves the the city in mm-hmm. every place or town or village right. or whatever um, in every place that you might move to and they all want your money and they all have the the, the expectation that they're going to be able to take it from you um, because you walked into their uh, jurisdiction exactly so here's what Brian has to say as to why those people are wrong saying that uh, well you've consented because you're there number one governments have no rights. Rights are held only by those respecting the property of others. Those aggressing against the property of others are shedding their rights by refusing to respect rights. Therefore, government, because it is an aggressor in all that it does, has no rights. Not to mention that groups can't have rights anyway. Nor do any of its individual enforcers, which are, of course, the true aggressors. And a lot of collectivists will try to tell you that governments have rights. Well, if that's true, where'd they come from? No one ever really asks questions about that. That's what mm. they, you know, they teach you these things, but nobody ever really questions it. Really? Government has a right to tax you? How'd that happen exactly? Yeah, um, you know, I mean, how did how did government come into being? Um, you know, it's a bunch of people that got together. It's not even a majority of people in town because, no, especially a local election, you can't get those majority of anybody out to vote. And it's a majority of the people that actually came out to vote, so... 
you're not talking about a majority of people at all. You're just talking about the most interested people. Right. Well, even if it were a majority of people, let's say it was 75 percent of the people came out and voted for a voted to create a new government. Does that create rights? How does that process work exactly? How many people are required to vote in a uh, in election to to give government rights? Well, you'd have to ask Jefferson that because it's interesting. He talks about the the just powers of government being derived from the consent of the governed, mm-hmm. but then, but judging by the fact that he goes and supports, um, well, he actually didn't support the Constitution, but the Articles of Confederation, right? Um, you see that they did build in a certain amount of the majority can decide for everyone that it's a it's a less than perfect system that's that is what they sure. eventually settled on um but their other thought was that government was limited from doing certain things at all whether the majority said it or not and that's the, the key point difference. of the bill of rights in right. the constitution the government was supposed to be very limited and the majority got to decide how they actually functioned within that very narrow scope and that's right. the difference between then and now is now the government claims it can do whatever it wants and it rightly shouldn't be able to. In theory, if someone were, if everyone were to consent to a government, then okay, then it has legitimacy. I mean, if 100% of the people say, yeah, okay, that sounds like a good deal, I'll sign on to that program. Okay, you're going to protect me, and in return, I'm going to give you a duty of allegiance, and you're going to call me a citizen. Great, I'll sign my name right here. But no one has done that. No one has done that since the people, uh, you know, wrote up the Constitution back in the 1700s. So, again, how did that create rights for government? It didn't. It's a fantasy. Groups can't have rights. Only individuals can have rights. And even that's up for question as to whether or not individuals even have rights. Right. But, uh, all government's got is the guns to enforce what it right. wants. That's, yeah, let's, let's take the, uh, you know, the, the sheen off of government. Take the rose-colored glasses off here for a moment. And uh, let's look at it for what it really is. It's a group of men and women doing business at the point of a gun. They're offering their products and their services on a coercive basis. Yeah, they're not really offering. They're jamming right. them down your throat. You're right about that. And that, I mean, George Washington, the father of our country, was the one who actually coined the term government is not reason, it's force. Yeah. It is a, what is it? A, it's like fire. It's uh, a feel for, fear, fearful servant and uh, a dangerous servant. A dangerous, dangerous servant and master. fearful master, yeah. There we go. Um, so, yeah, these guys kind of understood that this was uh, a beast to be uh, very careful with. However, as you say, Nick, that it, it's just gotten out of control at this point. And now people believe it's gotten so out of control to the point where people have forgotten that the people came before government. Some people believe that governments have, like, they, they're this, this entity of their own self. Right. And that, the, the, somehow that this government here, this United States government, is ordained by God. Right. It has or transcended like uh, the individuals who make it up. Or that it's, um, and here's the, here's the reason. It's... Like um, Shinto, Japanese ancestor, ancestor worship, we have gotten, we have elevated the uh, the soldiers in our army to the point that they've laid down their lives for this flag. They've laid down their lives for your freedom. We've elevated them in a in a form of ancestor worship to the point now that the government is imbued with their souls, and <laughs> you can't speak badly about the government. Otherwise, you're speaking badly about all the soldiers right. that have ever died defending, quote-unquote, defending our freedom. Right, including your grandpa or something. Right, and, and that's a bunch of crap is what that is. Right. Um, the government has, uh, has, uh, has uh, destroyed what it is that these soldiers were fighting for a long time ago. Yep. And they were fighting for 
a paycheck, largely. 800-259-9231. The Sekel CAI toll-free line. Many of them were fighting because they were forced to yeah, that's in true. a draft, which, of course, is completely antithetical to liberty. But, Some uh, certainly fought Brian for Brian has reason. more points. More on the way. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. Including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, go and grab them up. Download them for free right there on the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. Sound money is under attack. The Liberty Dollar offices were raided by the uh, FBI and the Secret Service on November the 14th, 2007. And all of its precious metals and computers were, and records were seized. Your help is urgently needed. Go to libertydollar.org and sign up for their updates and register for the class action lawsuit today. Don't let the government steal your money and destroy the Liberty Dollar. That's libertydollar.org. 1-800-259-9231. Brian has emailed in to rebut the commonly held misconception that somehow you're consenting to all the government's silly little rules and laws that they've written simply by living in their so-called jurisdiction. And it's an absurd concept, and he, I think he does a fine job of rebutting it here. Uh, his first point was that governments don't have rights. That's something that just a lot of people don't get. Uh, only individuals can have rights. Governments are groups of individuals, and those people do have rights. However, they surrender their rights as soon as they aggress on another person, as soon as they initiate force on someone else, as any criminal surrenders his or her rights when they, uh, when they initiate force. Just because government uh, initiates force and a lot of people are okay with that doesn't mean that it's uh, any less of an initiation. His uh, second point here is that those who commit acts of aggression are the true criminals. Eric's argument asserts that peaceful people have no right to live in an area occupied by criminals unless they consent to being victimized, and therefore only criminals have rights by his definition. This is the inverse of traditional nat- natural rights theory. Number three, those choosing to live in Ave Maria, Florida, which is a privately owned uh, Catholic-based town, uh, those, those who choose there have gone there voluntarily, and they have explicitly consented. When I, bur- uh, when I purchase my own property or rent someone else's property, no third party has legitimate authority over said property, including the government. Government must aggress, must aggress against that property in order to control it. Therefore, even government must obtain explicit consent to assert control over property. Four, this line of rationale extends to children. Because children are voluntarily living on the property of the parents, they consent to the parents' rules, assuming that the property in question is legitimate and the parents' rights haven't been forfeited on account of aggression. It's important to remember that government does not meet this criteria, therefore they cannot have rights to any property. When the children decide to leave the property of their parents and obtain their own through peaceful means, they are absolved from any obligations to the parents outside of their prior contract. So to sum it up, governments have no rights because they're criminals, and they, as anyone else, have no claim to another's private property outside of explicit consent. The difference between them and us and parents and children is that governments have no property legitimately, while parents do. 
Parents own the property on which the children live. Government does not own the property on which I live. Well, even if one assumed uh, for a second that the government, uh, you know, isn't a bunch of criminals simply because they were elected and, you know, they're following the rules of the law as it's set out, um, the Constitution, the highest law of the land, that whole thing. One would still have to say that a, um, a government doesn't have any more rights than the, the people that make it up. That's a good point. Um, if you were to presume they could have a right, but they don't. Right. right. You know, the, the fact that you can get 75% of the people in town or, or you know, 50% or 20% of whatever uh, the amount of people in town to uh, agree with you and um, doesn't give you the right to put them together in a lynch mob. No, yeah. Mobs don't have rights, any more rights than anyone else. Right. What they have over other people is force. And... That's all the government is. The government is a lynch mob. It sure is. There's no really, really other way to describe it. They're, uh, they're the most dangerous form of lynch mob in that you... The legitimized lynch mob. Right. They, the <laughs> people, they have this cloak of legitimacy to where when they go and do their mob rule and they destroy people's lives and their property, then people just sort of shrug it off and say, well, glad it wasn't me this time. You know, they, they, can't re- they don't really feel like they can do anything about it. They, they feel kind of helpless. That they're complete. I mean, with a with a real lynch mob, at least you could do something about it. You know, you could fight back against them. Uh, you could attack the leaders of the mob later on down the line. You could do something. Whereas, if you are to use violence on the government uh, in retaliation for their uh, their initiated aggression, they're just going to bring it back on you tenfold because they know how to handle that stuff. Well, I think what a lot of people forget is that even though a majority of of people in a in a given area might consent. It doesn't mean that everybody consents. A majority of Germans did consent to Nazi rule. Otherwise, it wouldn't have happened. That's true. But I don't think the Jews were really consenting. Uh, that, Great does point. that mean they had legitimate authority to do what they did? Uh, you know, I, if there, someone out there thinks so, they should call in because that would be an interesting call. And, and that's a um, it, it's a extreme example. It's a true-to-life example, but it's an extreme one. But those are the best in showing why... Uh, these things are are bad. Um, you know, if if it's wrong for the government to come in and take 100% of your money and leave you out in the cold mm-hmm. and poor, is it o- it's okay for the government to come in and well, take 33% of your income? Well, the the argument the the argument that this email is is trying to dispel is that even if a majority of people don't agree too, mm-hmm. that that also means oh, just because you're there, that means you consent to whatever form of government you have. I mean, look at Ireland. It's Irish now, but about 70 years ago, it wasn't. That doesn't mean a majority of the people were consenting. Right. They didn't. They weren't willingly saying, "Oh yes, we'd like to have British colonial rule here." And it's pretty clear how it panned out. But you know, when you bring up the example of Nazi Germany, a lot of people will just they'll you know, people are really heavily affected by something called confirmation bias, mm-hmm. where essentially they will they'll look very critically, you know, at things that they agree with. They'll take that in and they'll look at that and oh yeah, oh uh-huh, yeah, I agree with that. But then when something comes across their desk or you know across their screens or their ears that says something uh, contrary to what they believe, they just ignore it. They just you know oh well that's you know whatever. I'll just push that on. That's not worth my time looking at. So they just ignore it. And when you bring up the example about Nazi Germany, there's really not any significant difference, for instance, in saying that, well, if it was okay for the German uh, police to come around and confiscate Jews and put them into camps, then, uh, or if you don't think that was okay, rather, if you think that was bad, because who could think that was a good idea besides just the most awful racists? So if you think it was bad for the German police to come around and confiscate Jews and put them in camps, then 
why would you think it's good for American police to come around and confiscate pot smokers and put them in jails? What's Really, what's the difference there? Is it because they use the gas on the, the Jews? Is that the only real significant difference? Well, um, you know, if <laughs> I know what the argument's going to be there, but, uh, you know, the idea is that a Jew was born a Jew and they can't help that. Um, whereas a pot smoker wasn't born a pot smoker, they can help that. It's an action versus an ethnicity. Well, the fact is, they're all people that didn't hurt anybody else, and they don't deserve to be uh, taken away from their freedoms. You know that I concur with you, right. that I think that it's it's ludicrous, the, the whole war on drugs, um, in the first place. But um, you I'm know, pointing out, it is a good but example the fact is, to bring uh, up the, the, the Nazi Germany thing. It's just that people want to conveniently ignore it. Well, that's why I brought up, um, brought up the Irish example, too, because a lot of times people, when they hear... Um, any reference to Nazi Germany, once you draw that, that um, analogy, a lot of times they say you've lost the argument. You're probably just, you're probably just good with logic and an actual cohesive right. viewpoint. Oh, you're talking yeah. about those Nazis Nazi, again. This isn't Nazi Germany. No, it's not. But the not coral, yet. It's, a, it's a legitimate intellectual point, which you can most people just ignore. So look at Ireland. There's a lot of other examples where people didn't, weren't consenting, and they still occupied the area because it's where they lived. It was their home. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You're welcome to chime in on this or whatever you want. Let's talk to Jeff listening online. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. This is Stuart in Arkansas. Well, okay, Stuart. I don't know how they screwed up your name, but uh, here you are. What's on your mind? Well, you, earlier this week you were talking to some lady about uh, how to drive without a driver's license. Yeah, it was an interesting call. What were your thoughts? Well, I, I do that all the time, but I just I just drive a scooter. You don't need a driver's license or a license plate or to register it or anything. And, uh, I mean, I drove around for six months without a headlight and was never pulled over or anything. I mean, mm. the police is basically a bigger fish to fry, you know? I suppose you're right about that. Now, Shoot, where, when I was on a scooter, I got pulled over all the time. Where did you say you lived? Really? I live in Arkansas. Yeah, it's a little warmer in Arkansas. I don't know if you could get away driving a scooter in uh, New Hampshire. I think in the you'd winter, die. The winter months would be a little on the cold side. But uh, nonetheless, thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. On the way here, a recording, an undercover recording on an MP3 player has saved someone from police persecution. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. The feature's there for free, and enjoy those on us. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping with us. Amazon.freetalklive.com would be where you want to go and start your shopping experience. Now, if you know Amazon, you know they sell pretty much everything. Uh, there are 41 categories you can shop in. They even sell used items. And if you enter through Amazon.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live will get a cut of your sale. And it doesn't raise your prices or anything like that. It's just that Amazon sends us a little bit to uh, you know, reward us for sending them the business. So you're going to have to do the shopping anyway, whether it be for the upcoming holiday gift-buying season or just something you need for life. Go to Amazon.freetalklive.com. We go to the phones to talk to Jeremy in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, guys, a pleasure to talk with you again. I wanted to go right into it about, the, you know, the way Florida asked for all its uh, money back from the government. Basically, um, what is you this? know, every state's supposed to have a fund, and, they, and that, they're going broke now, because, probably a lot because of illegal immigrants, but uh, other than that, 
um, every state's going to follow up on that suit because they've been taxing people. And what? I'm sorry, Jeremy. I don't even know what you're talking about. With the money. What did the state and, of Florida do? I don't know what you're referring to. Well, about, about the way the, I guess the counties and stuff started asking for some of the tax money that had been taken and supposed to have been put in a fund, and every state has this, too, to where they have backup money for disasters and this and that okay. and whatnot. Well, they don't have none. What they did with the money was put it in the... Um, you know, Dow Jones and all that stuff up there in New York. But, uh, so you're saying and, that Florida's government people took that money, that rainy day fund money or whatever, and invested it and lost it? Yeah. Well, yeah. They pretty much played Keno with it. And don't you see? Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, what did they? Now, how's the federal government um, factor in here? Well, because the people were paying into the city, the county, and the state, and then the state took the money and pretty much played poker with it in Wall Street. And now the dollar's going down and everyone's losing their butt. And well, that's not why the dollar's going down. There's going to be no money for, like, school buses and <laughs> this and that. I, I guess they'll increase it again, the tax again. Oh, of course to, they will. You, you know, on people so that they can pretty much sure. play king. Well, they'll increase the taxes, and at the same time, the dollar will continue losing value. Now, and Jeremy, you do understand that the dollar doesn't lose value because the government gambled on the stock market. The dollar loses value because of inflation when the, the, the government prints money. The central bank prints out more and more money and right. just creates it from thin air. And so, right, and it makes our dollar worth even less. Right, it also lowers our standard of living as uh, as lower or middle class Americans. Uh, it makes it more and more difficult for us to buy the things we need for life uh, because the right. Prices keep going up, which means that you know we're not making any more. They're taxing us more, and at the same time, prices are going up. So it just chips away and chips away at uh, the American standard of living. I, I don't mean to run over you guys when you're talking sometimes, but I just wanted to say that um, you know, and I don't understand why you guys aren't more into the conspiracy thing because don't you see it's all orchestrated and everything to try to ruin us because we're a bunch of freedom-loving, red-blooded Americans, red, white, I can explain black. why, Jeremy, and I will, and thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. Why aren't we into more of the conspiracy thing? I do a good level of ex explaining on that. I'd like to have Nick chime in because I don't think you're much of a conspiracy guy either. And no. Everybody always hears my viewpoint, but the, the, essentially the short version is... Well, the government's uh, big, incompetent slow and useless how in the world could they be so competent in uh getting their uh you know doing doing what it is they they're doing is taking over the world or whatever but incompetent at everything else um well i say i'm not a conspiracy buff because i i, I mean i actually do read up on it a lot just mm -hmm. mostly for entertainment and um do i think there are some conspiracies out there sure but this whole idea of a, a great overarching um scheme to enslave us all is ridiculous by the there's world all, elite yeah there's all kinds of factions out there there's all kinds of groups and where there might be a conspiracy is in one group might have a hidden motive that's not publicly talked about and you know it, from that perspective it doesn't make a whole lot of difference there's always some behind the behind the scenes stuff you don't hear about in politics in religion and social organizations that's just life and sure. um, you know looking into conspiracy theories 
um, it's interesting, but even if you even if you're pretty sure one's correct, um, it's not really going to do anything for you when, in trying to change the government. You exactly. can say there's a conspiracy, but um, if it stayed a conspiracy this long and it's secret, odds are you're probably not going to be able to expose it because there have been all kinds of people who have tried. So it's either not there or it's not that important. Right. And and why bother spending all the effort trying to expose the world to the conspiracy? Because the, clearly the world isn't listening. Right, you know, like we they've been exposing conspiracies since JFK, JFK and before, before that, and well, nobody there. cares. Well, they did. I mean, there was something called um, the P2 conspiracy in Italy, which there was a big collaboration between the far right political spectrum and the mafia and some other interests. Sure, um, it can and, happen. And and really, Freemasonic lodges. There were a few involved, um, and that <laughs> yeah, that was exposed. That's that's open knowledge. Um, that kind of thing happens all the time. Business interests and and social organizations get in bed with certain political groups. That's always happening. That's not a secret. There's right. always people trying to buy influence in government to try to use government to benefit. That's trying to, to tell people that there's a big conspiracy. That's just the status quo in America. You don't have to dig any deeper than the headlines in the newspaper to see that people, people um, try to influence government for their own benefit. Absolutely. Um, and the fact is that I, as an individual, only have so much time to invest in things that interest me. And one of the things that interests me a lot is doing liberty-oriented activism and helping uh, expose new people to the message of freedom and doing outreach so those people can uh, come across the message of liberty and, and understand it and, and internalize it and accept it and, uh, and make that part of their lives. And so they can go hopefully and, and do the same thing so we can, we, can help, um, we can help pull away from this trend towards bigger and bigger government and ever-intrusive government in our lives. That, to me, is something that's just so much more tangible and real and something so much more doable than trying to tell everybody the truth about who killed JFK. I mean, I've got a goal that I can reach, whereas all you're trying to do in the conspiracy world, and I don't mean you, Jeremy, I just mean the conspiracy um, obsessees out there, all you're trying to do is, you know, expose someone to another videotape or a, another theory that really doesn't have any bearing on the future of freedom in America. Right, and, you know, just the fact that... Um there are, might be certain power groups using the power structure now. As long as you leave the government with all these powers, to, which they don't really have, but as long as we tolerate them doing things like the farm bill, other subsidies, regulations, as long as they have the power to influence the economy and everyday life, somebody is going to benefit from that. Mm -hmm. And that's no secret. So the real solution to, to all these problems and where the, the left doesn't get it, where they say we have a problem with corporations, and in some ways they're right, but the problem lies with the fact that the corporations use the government to yes. benefit themselves unfairly. So you have to reduce the role of government or, um, as you advocate, Ian, do away with it entirely. And that depends on you know, where you, the individual person stands on that. But, Absolutely. But we need much less government is the solution to most of those problems. You're right. And, and having um, drastically smaller government will prevent any future conspiracies from being able to do anything that would affect your life. If you think about this, when the conspiracy people call into the show, and thankfully they haven't been doing so too much recently, but uh, when they call in, a lot of them like to brag. Like they, they have bragging rights amongst themselves about who's done the most research. 
for instance. Well, I put in 500 hours of my time into researching this uh, 9-11 conspiracy, and uh, so that makes me an expert, and so you should well, listen to, to what I have to say. The research also has to come up with a new and interesting facts. You know, you have to you have to take another angle on it. Well, what my point was going to be is that these people invested all of this time of theirs into, you know, learning about the melting point of steel and what happened to the engines and what happened, you know, all these different questions about the conspiracy theory surrounding uh, the 9-11 things. Am I saying I believe the government story? No. I don't believe anybody's story, okay? I don't know what the real story is, and to me it doesn't matter. What matters is working for freedom and liberty. But what I'm saying here is these people put in all of this time that they could have been doing something else. They could have been doing something more productive with that time, but no, they've been researching and researching and researching and gathering all these factoids about their little conspiracy theory. So by the time they've spent all that time, it's been, you know, five years, six years since uh, since 9-11 at this point. Well... Before you know it, there's going to be another conspiracy theory for them to put a whole bunch of time and research into. Because as government is so large, inevitably people will continue to conspire to do things. And there will always be some new theory to research and spend a whole bunch of time putting in all this effort into... For what? What are you getting out of this? Certainly not smaller government. That's what we're working for. More on the way. Hour 3 is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show... Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Your show, you bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The feature's there for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Let's go right into the phone calls to start things out. Talk to Bill in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Good evening, Jim, and how are you guys doing today? Just great, Bill. What's on your mind? Well, yesterday uh, I got the podcast and I noticed you were talking about internet laws. Uh, the I guess it was the child porn uh, fight against child porn. Yeah, um, they were talking about expanding the definition of child pornography to include drawings and paintings and uh, other things that have nothing to do with real children being harmed. No, that's usually the government's uh, mode of attack. Uh, but did you know that on that same day that they introduced that law... They went ahead and introduced the pro-IP law, which basically gives the government the right now to, if you get caught transferring uh, copyrighted movies or music, they can come and seize your computer. Okay. I didn't know they couldn't do that already. Well, what I find more ironic, well, what I find more amusing is that they have to now build a separate compartment within the DOJ to enforce this particular law. So apparently what these congressmen were doing on Wednesday was they were flipping a coin. They were going, okay, heads, you guys get the tattletales. B, you guys get the bureaucracy office. Okay. What I want to know is when is this going to stop? When are they going to stop trying to regulate the Internet? Never. There's going to be step taken after step taken after step taken, 
And uh, this, the steps that they took earlier this week in the, the House of Representatives, now they have to wait for the Senate to approve this bill, which they probably will do. George Bush will probably, will, uh, will probably sign it. The definition of child pornography will be expanded. Uh, people with wireless Internet connections will uh, be required to report any violations of the child pornography laws that they, uh, that they uh, obtain knowledge about. And that's going to be the first foot in the door. And then they're going to come up with something else after that. In fact, uh, Ron Paul had a little uh, story about uh, the government getting involved in the Internet. And we can talk about that here in a few moments. But basically what he was pointing out, uh, did I put that? Yes, I did. Uh, Ron Paul was talking about this new uh, anti-terrorism legislation, this domestic terrorism legislation that's going to attack the Internet as a one of the sources for violent radicalization of terrorists. So essentially what sounds like coming down the line is some level of Internet regulation as far as free speech is concerned. At least Ron Paul's concerned about that, and he's certainly a lot closer to these issues than, uh, than you or I is, are, rather. Well, yeah. So. Well, Right, and, but what I, what I don't understand is why are they trying to attack it now? The technology is too far advanced to try to curb any kind of action at this point. I mean, if I wanted to send you specifically, or I wouldn't send it to you, but if I wanted to send you child pornography, don't they, don't they realize that I would be smart enough to maybe encapsulize it in encryption so they're not going to be able to tell that it is child porn? I mean, what are they going to do now? They're, if you just uh, they just suspect you of doing it, uh, they're going to go ahead and arrest you and throw you in the slammer. It's just, co- just completely ridiculous. Well, well, it is ridiculous. They probably don't realize where the technology is. So lawmakers, they they probably don't realize that the technology is that far advanced. To be quite honest, they probably don't know much about the internet at all. Series of tubes, after yeah. all. Right, and so they're just out there trying to pass laws to uh, make it look like they're doing something for their uh, for their constituents, so they can get reelected by saying, "Well, I voted in favor of banning child pornography from the internet. You should reelect me." I mean, that's all they really care about. Yeah. They, they don't really care about child pornography. Otherwise, they would demand that the police erase the child porn images that they find. But no, the police collect them, and the federal government has the biggest collection of child porn in America. They hold on to all that stuff. It's completely sick. Okay, guys, have a great weekend. Thanks, Bill. And I wish I could tell you it was going to stop, but it's not. They're going to keep going, and they're going to keep going. And uh, the only way to stop it is to is to elect somebody like a Ron Paul, 400 of him, and have them actually downsize D.C., if that's even possible. And I don't even know if that's possible. Otherwise, the only way to stop it is to secede, to secede from the Union and uh, set your, your state as free as it can possibly be. That, I think, is probably a more realistic option than actually turning the federal government around, but... Only time will tell what will really happen. 800-259-9231. I've got that uh, little speech from Ron Paul on the uh, the Violent Radicalization Act that could be affecting Internet freedom here in a moment. But we continue with the phone calls first. Jeff in Kent. Not sure where that is, but Jeff, you're Kent's on Free Talk England. Live. That's Kentucky, man. I guess your phone screener. Kentucky. <laughs> What's on your mind, Jeff? You, you, hey, you man, had a completely uh, different accent than I was expecting to hear. Well, I'm, I'm a transplant I'm from nor- up north. Gotcha. I was in the military for eight years, and that's where I ended up at. Well, that Kentucky but, uh, accent isn't rubbing off on you at all. Go ahead. Well, it, it, I used to have a really bad one, but that's another story. But um, like this gentleman that just called in, it sounded like he was half drunk. He was over talking about conspiracy theories and mm-hmm. stuff. And I've divulged into the whole conspiracy theory, and I've actually written a paper about it in my English composition class for nursing. And my teacher didn't really like it that much, but the fact <laughs> of the matter is I did my whole little interview thing, and um, – Investigations, and it came. I came down to a conclusion, and this is why I've tried to put out the patriot community wants to talk about this stuff all the time. If all this stuff is provable, what are you going to do about it? 
Yeah. I'm going to show some. Here's what their answer is. I'll answer as a conspiracy theorist. I'm going to show them the new new Alex Jones video, and that'll bring them on board, and they'll show their friends a video, and they'll show their friends a video. I mean, more power to Alex Jones than all of them. I mean, if he can get a falling, let him go. But the fact of the the matter is, uh, he just, basically, if you want to look at it, you know, we got war profiteers in the world. You know, we know what they're all about. They're making profits off of war. That's all Alex Jones is doing. He's making a profit off of, you know, Spreading the truth, so to speak. Well, now there's Everybody, nothing wrong with that. And with making I, a profit. Let me but, give credit to Alex Jones. He encourages oh yeah. people to give out his videos for free. So it's not well, like he cares. I'm sure he'd like to get paid for it. Um, and but he does, you know, care about getting the truth out. He does a good job at making those videos Whatever too, and that costs is. you know costs oh. money to do that sort of stuff. So no, that doesn't talk, bother me at all. To the one in the choir. I, I mean, I went out and bought his stuff too. But the fact of the matter is, is you know, he's still in it for a business. Sure. I mean, if you want to, if you want to freaking get out there and affect change, like what you guys said, you need to start acting the part in your own home before you start walking out and telling anybody else what to do, especially in the conspiracy movement. Yeah, I don't think the conspiracy movement even has a solution. If their oh, uh, if their stuff is true, you know, what are we supposed well, to I mean, do about it? That's what I was. That's what I put yeah. towards them. I was like, what are you going to do about it? Your First Amendment rights basically say you can assemble and protest the government. What's the next thing you're going to do? Mm-hmm. Your First Amendment rights allow you to withdraw taxes until your redress of a grievance comes back down. And if that don't work, the Second Amendment. And we've already tried that once, and we saw that one worked out. So, Well, and what's also interesting is, you know, the fact is these guys like Alex Jones have been around for years and years and years, so-called exposing these conspiracies. And, you know, if I were in charge of these conspiracies, and I'm not, uh, but if I were, I would have uh, those guys silenced right quick. Damn right. I mean, I don't know I don't know what else to put about I mean, either A, they're either getting pretty close to something and the big guys upstairs don't want them to find out, or B, they're totally on the wrong damn path, and sooner or later they're going to get lost in the woods by themselves. So. Yeah, you know, there may be a few interesting nuggets that the conspiracy crowd has yeah. stumbled onto that are yeah. true, but they're mixed in with so much other, you know, gobbledygook and nonsense, it's almost as bad misinformation as what you hear from the government. I mean, you really, you can't believe anybody on, on these issues. Yeah, and, people just shut uh, down when they hear it. And even so, yeah, and then that's the other factor, the, the, uh, the fact that people will ostracize you as a conspiracy kook if that's all yeah. you're talking about with them, whereas what we talk about is liberty and freedom and as nick mentioned all you need to do is use real news articles from accepted sources to show look government is running roughshod over your rights there's no doubt about that there's no question to that fact i mean that's i worked in i worked hand in hand with one of the biggest war profiteers for a year and a half in iraq and that's called blackwater did you running roughshod i'm telling you what it never ends, and, and you know there's That's always example after example of government just destroying freedoms. That's all you really need to focus on to to show people what the what a dire situation this country is in. And if they get upset enough, then maybe they'll get active and do something about it instead of sit at their computer for 500 hours researching some conspiracy theory. Well, Jim, I think the whole I think two of our founding fathers summed it up in nice acquainted words and Thomas Jefferson basically stated that about every 200 years governments need to be overthrown in like a dirty diaper I think they said that every least. generation every generation or two <laughs> or something, which yeah. would only be and like Benjamin 20 years Franklin, Benjamin Franklin said it with a smile too when he did this one he said uh no one is more helplessly enslaved than someone who thinks he's free. There you go. Great call, man. Thanks for making it. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. This is your show. Ron Paul on homegrown terrorism. We'll talk about it in moments. It's Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want, and there went our music. Anyway, 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can bring up whatever you want. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are for free. We've got a Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. And the new Zero Blaster shoots smoke rings up to 12 feet with a blue LED to light them up. You can get the Zero Blaster, a Mega Blaster, or a Mini Blaster. Get your blaster at zerotoys.com. That's zerotoys.com. As we continue with your phone calls, let's talk to Ronald in Louisiana. Ronald, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Ronald, Good Louisiana. Uh, hey. really enjoy your program, and I love liberty. Uh, I just, I'm in my mid-70s, and I've seen a lot of things come down in the world, mm-hmm. and of course, one of the reasons why liberty is so important to me is one of my great-grandfathers signed, was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. Mm. His name was Oliver Walcott second to the last signer there. And it's just that everything good in a nation springs forth out of liberty. Sure does. If, if you don't have that, you and, and then liberty is not the freedom to do what you want. That's not liberty. Well, actually Real it is. It's, it's the freedom is, to do what you want as long as you don't harm another person or their property. Well... Real liberty in a nation is the freedom to do what you ought. What does that mean? What you ought to do. Freedom by to whose, do by whose definition? Yeah. To, to, to live righteously, to, not just for yourself, but for your neighbor and for your country and for, for other people. I mean, and that's what life's about in general. If you don't live it to help other people, I mean, the, the globalists, the... The governments, they build for themselves, you see. They're not worrying about other people. Well, I absolutely agree that, that uh, people should help others. In fact, that's sort of the secret to life is, you know, you help others get what they want, and then in return you'll get what you want. Sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with we'll you come there. back to you. I had several uh, comments. One is, uh, of course, I saw the whole – I, I kind of woke up to the things that were going on in the world when I was around 25. You know, about 50 years ago. So what are, what's going on? And uh, so I've been studying this thing ever since that time. And I've found that uh, the, the things that go on in the world are well planned ahead of time. It's not a matter of a conspiracy. It's just that the people that more or less run the world uh, have agendas to be carried out, and they have the power to do it, and they have the money to do it. And so it's difficult to change this. Money really flows out into government from industries and different things mm-hmm. to get what they want. But like the government you said earlier, but the government throws a lot of money at a lot of problems and fails to accomplish what it um, sets out to do in a lot right. of uh, scenarios, right? Right. And and of course the people talk about the gold. Uh, putting gold back at the dollar and different things like that. Well, we had a gold back dollar in 29. Sort of. In the uh, 30s, when I grew up, in the 30s, there was a gold back dollar. And, hey, I grew up in during a, a tough depression. 
Yeah, you know? it, sort of. The, the dollar at that point was tied to to gold. As a, you know, they they were saying what gold was worth as opposed to gold saying what a dollar was worth. Well, right. and also the uh, you know the Great Depression absolutely can be tied to the monetary policies of the central bank. I it mean, if it weren't for the central bank, deal. then the Great Depression would never have been able to happen. Right. It was a planned deal too. The, the central banking is is probably the biggest crime that was ever foisted upon this country. Absolutely. I agree, agree 100% percent with that point. And one could say that, you know, you could call that a conspiracy if you want to. I mean, uh, people meeting well, in the forest of Jekyll Island or whatever in a house and there. And, and, of course, everything's named a conspiracy, but it's just, it's just business as usual. For the is. power brokers, sure, absolutely, and those people have uh, have pulled an amazing swindle on the American people uh, by by creating the central bank, which it's you know it's just sucking the wealth right out of uh, out of our pockets without us even being able to choose to pay those taxes. When they print out that money, it makes us all uh, poorer as a result, and enriches the people of the central bank and those who they uh, you know their buddies in the military industrial complex and that sort of thing. It really is quite a grand uh, scam and a and a uh, cabal. Uh, that's that really they've managed to pull the wool over the American people's eyes, and that's Can why. Can you it's... imagine how prosperous and and flourishing this nation would be if we had all that money that they took from us? That is a brilliant point, sir, and thank you for the call. Good hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Right, because it's, even though the government spends money, they don't spend it in the same way right. that um, people would spend it if they had that money to to keep in their, you know, in their own possession. They would spend it much more wisely. It's their money. They worked for it, those people, I mean. The government, right, you it isn't I. their money. They didn't work for it. And as a result, we'd all be so much more wealthy than we are today. I mean, mm-hmm. we're darn wealthy today, no doubt about it, uh, especially in comparison to 200 years ago, for instance. But we could be, who know, as he said, who knows where if we were able to keep our money, all of it. You know, um, did you want to go, Nick? I'm sorry. Oh Well, I was just going to say that not only does it help people um, who have a lot of money, that's what some people think, we'd be wealthy. Well, even even the poorest of us and those who are right on the edge of the poverty line would be wealthier. They'd be doing much better. And mm-hmm. it's, it's marginal businesses. It's the mom and pop shops. It's a lot of the what people talk about um, trying to protect with this welfare state um, has actually been destroyed by the taxes. It's these marginal businesses that were operating on a thinner margin that have been destroyed partly because of market dynamics, but also because they have to, you know, they take a harder hit on the taxes and and all the regulations. And even the richest of people, um, if they had more disposable income, would be spending it, and you know, and that money would trickle down to the people that are in those marginal and you know making less money. That money, you know, works its way down, but the government takes it from them and spends it on missiles that they blow up and crap. Well, and in in addition to that, Mark, um, the divide between rich and poor in a free marketplace would be smaller than it is today. It's government intervention, government redistribution of wealth that throws uh, that throws that off and actually makes it so that uh, that divide gets wider and wider and when I use the term wealth I wasn't just referring to money in the bank I was referring to you know amenities and uh, comforts and you know the fact is the poorest person in America is far more wealthy than a poor person than even a uh, the, one of the richest people two or three hundred years ago mm. Uh, I mean, even in the early part of the 20th century, poor people in America today are far better off than they uh, than they were back then. Poor people have air conditioning. Poor people have refrigeration. Uh, poor people have heating. I mean, they've got televisions, cell phones. <laughs> it's nice to be poor in America today compared to 100 years ago. You know, uh, speaking to the point of government uh, spend, spending your money not as well as you would. When you work for money, you value it more. You spend it in a different manner. 
whereas um, if you didn't work for money, you'd spend it in you know an entirely different manner. Um, and I was that something like that happened to me this week. We, you and I were talking about advertising in a uh, particular uh, magazine that you know I didn't think was going to be a great ad for us, but I thought that we sort of should do it. But when I was thinking, I, for some reason, I didn't think about the amplifier program, which generally pays for all of our ads mm-hmm. uh, because people you know send in money so that we can advertise. I was thinking I'd have to give you money for it. So when I was thinking about that, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to give. I don't want to give half the money right. for that. So then when you realized it was the amp program, you said, ah, screw it. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. But you're not so, in charge of this purse of the of the amp program. Right. I am, and I am accountable to those amplifiers. And if I start making bad decisions, and they think it's been a bad decision, then they can pull their money. You're still one government. person making a decision, so you're better at it. But I was just saying right. that the, people make different decisions when it's right. not their money. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. Live streams are there, broadband version of the show, dial-up version for you for free at freetalklive.com. And your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does that bother you? It bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. As we go right back into the phone calls, uh, let's talk to Oki in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Oki. Hi, how you doing? I uh, recently found your show and uh, on the Internet, and I found it fascinating. You guys are absolutely great. It's great to hear some uh, fresh air from uh, some people that are uh, got open mind, and uh, I just want you to know that I'm on Ron Paul's side. Excellent, I made a sir. homemade sign for him today, uh, uh, sent out some donations to him, uh, ordered a couple uh, banners for him, uh, Recently, put a couple uh, PV uh, solar panels on my house with some batteries, trying to, you know, conserve on energy. And uh, we here in Massachusetts, at least I'm trying to make a difference, you know. Excellent. Hey, excellent. Well, glad you're on board with the program. What was on your mind tonight besides that? Uh, besides that, I was just wondering if you've heard anything about Edna Lane Brown lately. Let's see. What did uh, I think? Last I heard, heard he was uh, in, in jail in Indiana. I don't remember where they right. put him in. I think uh, I, I know that I think Elaine is in Ohio. You're talking about Ed and Elaine Brown, just for our listeners that don't may not know. Uh, these are a couple of uh, people that they decided they knew how best to spend their money, so they decided they weren't going to pay the feds uh, the income tax. And, of course, I totally support them on that. Uh, of course, the feds don't support them, and the feds ended up uh, sieging their house uh, after after essentially a standoff that lasted approximately an entire, almost an entire year. Uh, they had been holed up in their house up here in Plain, uh, Plainfield, New Hampshire, and uh, the, the the feds did finally use some uh, deception, some level of deception, to get them to come out 
and then they arrested them and and uh, and took them to federal prison. I did see on the Ridley report at ridleyreport.com he had done an update on Ed Brown but there wasn't really any news of which to report. I think all he was doing was asking for video footage of some of the other guys because it wasn't just Ed and Elaine, it was also some of their supporters uh that were arrested as well for, you know, allegedly aiding and abetting fugitives, that right, sort of thing. pretty much basically talking to him. I think there was five other people that were arrested. Correct. Um now one of those people was uh, was our very own uh, friend Lauren Canario up here in New Hampshire. She's a Free State Project member, and uh, she was arrested for walking down the road, out the public road, outside of uh, Ed and Elaine Brown's house. And at that point, they they stole her video camera from her, which she had at the time. She has uh, she has been le- uh, let out. But they and they didn't. I don't think they ever ever charged her with anything. They just they held her in jail for a few hours. Then they let her out and they took her video camera. I did they give her the camera back, but not the tape, or she's not not gotten anything back yet. I don't recall. I can't, I can't remember, but uh, you can believe that she doesn't have the video. That she she definitely does not have the videotape left. So at this point. All we know is they're all in federal prison in various different locations, and uh, the last anyone heard from Ed Brown was that he thought he was being gassed in his own cell or something like that. Which right, I heard that report on. I believe I saw something on YouTube about it. Yeah, that's and just you know what we've heard. Was actually first arrested for just not presenting an ID or something. Correct? Who was that? I'm sorry. Canario was actually oh Lauren Canario yeah Canario I'm she's sorry. been arrested a number of uh, number of times for various different it's a hobby uh, of hers yeah, it is uh, <laughs> for various different episodes of civil disobedience and the more you listen to Free Talk Live inevitably uh, the more you'll hear about the uh, the exploits of one Lauren Canario because she's a wonderful lady and um, I'm proud to uh, to be uh, to live in the same uh, area as her here in New Hampshire anyway well, uh, if we so hear much. anything we will keep you in the loop it's just nothing's coming out I mean what do you, what happens in federal prison not not too much. Well, thank you so much, you guys, for doing a great job, and uh, solar is the solution. Thanks for the, thanks for the call, and good hearing from you. I'm glad you found the show. 800-259-9231. Yeah, I wonder about solar. Um, you know, it's, kind of, it's kind of a neat technology, but it's not really mature yet, it's is making, it? It's starting to make progress. They have, um, now they have actual thin laminate strips that right. act as photovoltaics. They're refining it to the point where it's starting to be a feasible and getting more economical technology. But I've heard that the old-style... You know, the big black cells that you right. would use. They didn't produce very much electricity at all. And, and they were took, expensive. And it took a lot of energy right. to make them. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that it was actually a net loss with those old style cells. Yeah, for the on, first two on, centuries or yeah, something. Yeah, it was at like a ridiculous lifespan to make up the oil it took to make them. But now they are getting better. They're getting to a point where they're actually somewhat green and somewhat feasible. Interesting. Because I've always found uh, sort of that living off the grid concept to be uh, fa- fascinating, uh, but it's as you said, pretty price prohibitive at uh, this point. Wind is actually much much better. You can get some really? very competitive entry level, about fifteen hundred dollars for the turbine. Of course, they won't work up until you get to pretty high wind speeds. Mm-hmm. You won't get much energy out of them. But even for um, as low as like three or four thousand, from the looking I've done, um, you can get some some pretty decent wind turbines for like a home size system that can pretty much power your house if you live in an area with wind like well, speaking of ed and elaine brown they, they had, had a, a turbine on their house yeah. yep. so i wonder how long those things go for before you have to send someone up the pole to repair it just curious 800-259-9231 let's continue with the phone calls and talk to mike in california on the amp line hello mike hey guys good evening hey what's on your mind Hi. I just wanted to bring up a quick example of how healthcare can work in the uh, free market. All right, sure. 
Uh, a couple of years ago, I noticed there's a company out here in Northern California called Quick Health, and I've watched them expand, and they've been opening up in uh, a lot of the chain drug stores. And essentially, this the doctor's office, and you they don't accept insurance. They just take cash, credit cards, and uh, checks. We've been hearing about that, opening up in, like, malls and that sort of thing. Correct. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, $49 to see a doctor, and you get a 15-minute consultation and all their other prices on everything on flu uh, shots from the hepatitis shots. Uh, they're all really, really rather inexpensive, and it's just a perfect example of how uh, healthcare could work in the free market. If they can charge uh, these inexpensive prices now, imagine if they didn't have to compete with the, uh, the Medi-Cal or the Medicare and the mm-hmm. other... Great point, because one of the reasons why healthcare is so expensive is because these uh, providers, they're taking the government dole, but the government money doesn't really make up for their costs. So in many cases, they have to pass those extra costs on to their existing customers, thereby making it seem like the services are more expensive than they actually are. One right. of that's one of the reasons. Then there's the FDA and all of its regulations, and you know the other regulations that just cost more and more for these companies to jump through, and those all those costs have to get passed on to the consumer eventually. Right, and and these doctors are still regulated by the FDA and the uh, uh, doctors. Uh, was it the uh, Doctors Association? I forget what it's called, but uh, American Medical Association. Right. Yeah, uh, the AMA, and they're still and they're still able able to offer the what I consider to be great rates. If you went to a regular doctor and tried to pay cash, uh, likely you're going to pay more or. Yeah, because you have to support that doctor's operation, which includes, uh, you know, a number of office staff members that aren't really necessary. They only exist to fill out government paperwork. Believe it or not, there are people whose job it is 100% of the time to fill out government paperwork. And you've got to pay that person a salary. And again, all that gets factored into the cost at, that, uh, at those locations, whereas these uh, little mall stores that you're talking about, they don't have that overhead. So they're able to do it for uh, for less. And you're right. Imagine if that's all there was. Imagine if these locations were, you know, they had even more competition than they do today. Prices would keep going down instead of going up. Yep. And, well, they also don't take people who can't pay, which some more public conventional hospitals, people without insurance will show up and end up really not paying. The hospitals can collect on medical bills, but they're very they're more restricted than most collections, yep. like 5 or $10 a month. Um, so part of the reason that this agency is probably this, this company is doing better is because they aren't taking that loss. They're a real business that says yep. you pay up front. Mike, great example. Thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. We'll see if we have time to check in with uh, Ron Paul here in a few moments. How would you like to lose 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to FTLdiscount.com and read some real testimonials. Find out how to order. That's FTLdiscount.com. Ron Paul on so-called homegrown terrorism and violent radicalization. We'll see what he has to say and talk to you about whatever you want. Even in these remaining moments, this is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We only have a few moments left, but just enough time for you if you make the call at 1-800-259-9231. 
That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are completely free. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live then uh, and get yourself some cool stuff, go to store.freetalklive.com. All kinds of great merchandise, uh, including the Free Talk Live hoodie. Now, uh... Something we try to do when we offer you clothing products at the Free Talk Live store is give you something a little bit different. Give you choices. Choices are good, right, in the marketplace? What consumers want. So uh, we've got two different kinds of hoodies available in, uh, let's see, well, let's see. Uh, The pullover hoodie is available in two colors. You can get Free Talk Live yellow or Free Talk Live black. And that's just uh, your standard pullover hoodie. Very, very nice. Well, it's yellow uh, in case you're, I don't know, standing in the road d- directing traffic or something. They'll see you. Or if you like yellow. Uh, <laughs> also, then there's the zippered hoodie. So it's more of like a, that's a little more sort of fallish. That's you what should, I like. It's not not necessarily as wintry, but it's, it's also, I think, pretty pretty thick. Something it's you could wear warm in time. Anyway, it's uh, zippers up and down, and that one's only available in black. So you've got a bunch of choices there if you want to get yourself uh, something to keep warm during this uh, winter season and look good at the same time and have uh, the Free Talk Live lo- uh, logo adorning you. So go to store.freetalklive.com to place your order for that. Let's go to David in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, David. David. Free Talk. How are you guys doing? Good. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, uh, I, well, first I want to say hooray for the hemp commercials. It's about time we hear that being advertised because it's like an answer to a lot of the problems we got. Is know, it, are these advertisements running on our show? Yeah, they yeah. are. They do the, the hemp, yeah, hemp commercials. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, really good. It's really, so what's, really on, what's good on your mind hear. tonight, man? Uh, you guys were talking about the conspiracies and the corruption. I got like some uh, topics here that could kind of alleviate a lot of that, like term limits and like no money used in the lobbyist department. They could lobby, but it would be just information and facts. And then report on the people that don't uphold the Constitution to the oath that they take when they take an office. And they should be held to a higher standard and punishment because they're deemed with a lot of responsibility. That would be a nice one. Eh? It's a, it's a and, shame that they didn't put that into the Constitution. And, that... no, pu- and no pensions, be- you know, because, yeah. you know, because they're double dipping. Yeah. They, they, they marry somebody. That well, works they claim, the they love they got, to like, claim, David, they love to talk going. about how they, uh, you know, oh, well, I'm serving the public. Well, if you're really serving, then you shouldn't need a damn pension. That's right, because uh, you, we owe like something like $40 billion in there. But, and I don't owe it. Bills. I didn't get into that obligation. You don't parasite owe it. Parasite bills also. We got to put an end to these parasite bills. Where the heck could they... Like, say, okay, send money to the soldiers, and on the end of the bill, they say, yeah, and uh, if you say something bad to somebody, you're a felon, you know? And it goes in with the same bill, you know? You, yeah, I, they think you've got some, I think you're on to some good ideas that's like, here. That's, I that's like, un-American, I man. That, that's, like, so un-American that, that should, whoever, does, whoever invented the parasite bill should be shot in the head or whatever, you know, like I, the old time. I agree that, um, you know, writing bills in two things on one bill, that, you know, it should be one thing at a time. And Downsize DC do? at DownsizeDC.org. Yeah, that's, that's like communism, tyranny, or, you know, it, corruption right in your face. It is. Here, you know, like... Here, it's just unbelievable. I have to disagree on term limits, though, um, Dave, because here's the reason. When you give somebody a term limit, like George Bush has one... Well, 
six uh, years. You give them six years, then they got to sit out for six years, then they can run again. That's I, understand. What I, mean. I, I think that's even worse, and here's why. Um, because George Bush, for instance, he's got a term limit. He, he, can, he can only be in two well, he uh, times. He can out. do whatever he wants in the second term, and no he one holds him accountable. Because he broke the Constitution. He took an oath to the Constitution. I would agree. He broke the Constitution. He would have been kicked out. So he's saying he wants term limits and all the other changes at the, and that, at the same and that's time. What, that's what the we we are under the false impression that we elect people to run the government. No, we elect people to uphold the Constitution. That's the oath they mm-hmm. take when they get that's the true. office, and they all and break if it. They see anything in the government that's unconstitutional. They speak up and put an end to it and make and keep everybody on the Constitution. Instead, what happens that's now? That's what it's all about. Dave, thanks for the call, man. Good hearing from you. What happens now right. is they don't speak up. It's very rare that anyone within the government is actually a whistleblower. Um, what happens now is that uh, they keep quiet because they're worried about political fallout or they're worried about losing their uh, their their bureaucratic jobs for pointing out government waste or pointing out corruption. Uh, well, I think what would be much better than term limits if you wanted to amend the Constitution would be a shorter election cycle, not necessarily more limited, but go to two-year elections for president instead of four. Instead of four, yeah. I mean, that's one thing in New Hampshire that keeps the government on its toes. And another thing we have here at the state level that I wish they had written into the Constitution, and if we ever go back to the drawing board in the form of a convention, I think it would be a great deal to have an executive council that has essentially it's just another opportunity to veto spending measures. Prior to it getting to the president. Prior to it getting to the president, which makes it, they don't really have any authority to legislate, but it's one more opportunity to limit government, and yeah. it's essentially a fourth branch or a third house. Well, limiting, I mean, the more you can do to limit, the better, the more accountability, certainly the better, the smaller, the better at the same time, which goes back to what you were saying earlier, Nick, about, you know, if government were just really, really small, so small as it, you know, it, its picture would appear on the side of a milk carton. Uh, then at that point there wouldn't be any interest in having these poli- the politicians. There'd be no power for them to go and take the reins of and lord over others. In which case it wouldn't attract those uh, easily corruptible or those who are already corrupt. So having a much smaller government would solve many of these problems right off the bat. Of course, the question is how do we get from here to there? Is it even possible to downsize the size of government? Those are all valid questions that need to be asked and discussed, which is why I say that, you know what, screw this whole federal government thing. Let's just cut it out. Let's have uh, the 50 states secede from the union. You know, if Washington and uh, California and Oregon want to all secede together, they can have their own little coastal state uh, together. And then let's let's let, let competition actually work between the, the government. I like the United States of America. Um, I don't think that... Uh, why? Because it's always been there? Because yeah, <laughs> yeah, you it, couldn't it, see for for that eyes reason, for that very good reason. That's it's 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 a fine one. I do think that a, rate, a state has the right to secede. I don't think that uh, the federal government should come after them with tanks and well, guns first of all, states don't have rights, Mark. I think the people should do whatever they think is their in their best interest, and they should form whatever government best serves their needs, as as our forefathers did. They said that government is instituted by the people, you know, for for their objective, not for its own good. So if if in a section of the United States, Americans think that the government is out of control that we have right now, they should and have the right to form their own. And they should also have the right to go shopping for movies, lingerie, and marital aids. AdamEve.com has got a special <laughs> offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com forward slash talk and get 50% off one item. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off at AdamEve.com slash talk. Let's continue and talk to JC in Utah. You're on Free Talk Live, JC. 
Hey, you guys. Hey, what's hey. on your mind? I am a Mormon in Utah that okay. does not support Mitt Romney. Oh, okay. Are there a lot of Mormons who are supporting him simply because he is a Mormon? Uh, absolutely. And How frustrating is that is, for you? Very, because Mormons have a tradition of clinging to constitutional principles, and Mitt Romney simply does not uh, represent our interests. Hmm. Yeah, he certainly doesn't represent anything principled, that's for sure. Well, we don't take kindly to the uh, concept that a, a man who is at least 60 years old can have positions that evolve. But uh, I wanted to tell you something um, in terms of religiosity and libertarianism that there is a big uh, opportunity um, out there for you guys to uh, spread the principles of liberty amongst uh, religious people. And especially Mormons, uh, right. I kind of get the the sense from you guys that you can be a, a little, how should I say, hostile to uh, not hostile. That's not for lack of a better word, right? Right. But hostile Something. to religious people. But there's a great opportunity. There's a lot of libertarians out there who are re religious. I don't think we're hostile. I think it's just a matter of we're a little jaded towards uh, religion. Mark, probably even more so yeah. than I. I don't like, I, I just don't like the Bible, you know? I mean, it bothers me. <laughs> um, and it, my experience with, uh, with Christianity in general has been uh -huh. essentially... Um, you know, the, the Christians are like, you know, you, you got to believe what I believe or that's, or I just can't, you know, I can't talk to you. And you know, um, I'm sorry, man, but we are short on time. I'd love to talk to you more about this because it is an important issue. And I know we have a lot of religious um, people that listen and, and really enjoy this program. So I don't think we turn them all off. That's for sure. And Not I think that we're them. only hostile towards, <laughs> I think I'm only hostile towards those that want to impose their way on everyone else through the force of government. Those are the ones I take issue with. Most religious people, you know, they keep to themselves. They go and they do their church thing, and that's their deal. Call back in on this. I'd love to talk about it. Yeah, we really will. would. You Thanks, JC. Good, good hearing from you. And uh, maybe we'll talk more about the Ron Paul thing tomorrow night. I don't know what we're going to get to. It's Saturday night. Anything happened tomorrow can happen tomorrow night. Anyway, Nick, thanks for coming in tonight, man. No problem. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.